Hey, this is Bradley Millis. And this is Natalie Rose. And you're listening to Otaku Talk. Bum, ba, da, da. Our first episode. <laughs> we have a lot of really exciting stuff for you this first episode, and we're just really excited to be here. Uh, so what is this podcast? Um, you want to start with that? Basically just a weekly gathering of you and I, Brad, for us to talk about all our weeby shit that isn't, you know, acceptable <laughs> in society. All of our weeb shit. <laughs> so, it really is, So though. specifically, like, we're going to kind of be reviewing animes that we're excited about, um, talking about some of the latest K-pop releases, um, maybe even, like, reviewing some local restaurants, um, as well as going over some cosplay looks that we're excited about, as well as some upcoming conventions, that are coming up or ones that we just recently went to that we want to share the experience with. So yeah, let's uh, let, let's let's start with an anime that um, that we both have been uh, been watching one more than the other. I'm gonna be honest, I haven't watched it that much, but <laughs> so I I totally binged uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, uh, which is honestly one of the most I don't want to say the most popular of this year so far, but it kind of has been. It's super fan servicey. Uh-huh. I mean, in the first episode alone, I think my friend Jamaris counted Toru's boobs jiggling at least like 20 times. They're good boobs. They're, They're good boobs. boobs. Almost like High School of the Dead fan service, but not too much. Not mm. It's tasteful. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's 12 episodes. It just finished actually last week. Um, it's been dubbed by Funimation fully now, because uh, I'm trash and I have to be doing something else while I watch anime, and I don't watch subbed very often. I've been watching the subs. <laughs> subs over dubs. But, uh. <laughs> I will only watch subs, like, frequently for Sailor Moon, because I love Sailor Moon. The original. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, for those of you who haven't, you know have kind of seen it, whether it be like Jessica Negri's uh, mock cosplay of one of the characters, or if you just kind of heard about it, it's about this main character. Her uh, name is Kobayashi. She lives alone, and suddenly one day a dragon shows up, and this dragon turns into this kawaii, cute maid-looking girl. She's hot. She's I I love Toru. I'm like, no joke. Uh, After I watch this, I'm like, I'm gonna cosplay the shit out of this for Anime Iowa this year. I'll be going as Elmo, so stay stay tuned for that. Um, No, but basically Toru's like, hey, I have nowhere to go, and I want to try living on Earth. And Kobayashi's like, yeah, okay, um, no, uh, bye. And then she feels bad and lets her. Um, and then eventually all these other dragons just keep showing up. And it's just kind of like their weird adventures of these dragons trying to adapt to Earth. And it's really, really cute. There's not a lot of plot, but there's like these glimpses in between the cute portions of like this really darkness and like don't explain it it's like what is going on <laughs> oh no but we're gonna glaze it over with this really cute thing and what wh- whatever we'll, we'll come back to it and then yeah i guess during the last episode it kind of gets deeper and they're like well that's the last episode uh hopefully it gets picked up for season two <laughs> as if they're going to get deep in season two yeah i i don't know they were hinting at it but like I don't know. Well, for, all right. So from my perspective, <laughs> I remember like I turned it on. The theme song, like the whole intro, <laughs> looks like when you watch a Disney movie and it gets to that one scene that you're like, "What the fuck is going yep. on?" Oh yeah. And yeah. it's just like, surely this is some <laughs> awful hallucinogenic trips recollection. <laughs> And in anime form, and it, it's 
<laughs> especially the clip of I cannot remember her name and I feel terrible, but it's the really, really big boobed one and she's just bouncing her tits on the top of this child's head. Uh-huh. And I think you know what I'm talking I, about. Of course I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was like my favorite shot of the whole... <laughs> But, like, there's, like, a shot of, like, a bunch of flowers, and all the flowers sprout faces, yeah. and it's all the same face, and they're all doing, like, the we- the same <laughs> Then everyone's motion. dancing in the sky, just twirling around. Yeah, it's... it's- just, you never really know what you're going to get with this anime. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I don't even know what I was expecting. Watching. Like, you know when you watch Sleeping Beauty, and it gets to the point where, like, I don't know if this is okay for kids. Uh, like, this... <laughs> This would probably give me nightmares. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say it's going to give you nightmares, but... Oh, Sleeping Beauty totally gave me nightmares as a child. Oh, no, I'm talking about... I'm talking oh, about Kobayashi. Dragon, yeah, yeah, Kobayashi. No. It's not going to give you nightmares, <laughs> but it's kind of at the same level of, like, like, who thinks of this? Oh, actually, the... Uh, I don't know how true this is, but my friend Loki actually sent me an article. Uh, apparently, the girl who wrote Kobayashi's Dragon Maid totally intended it to be a hentai. It was drawn as a hentai way I get that. before it. Yeah. Totally get uh, that. Now it's just a show. So just a little warning to everyone who's watching it. Uh, there is probably hentai out there for it. Tight. So there we go. I mean, rule 34. Yeah, exactly. It's already out there. It's already out Even there. Even before the first but episode. But the artist <laughs> totally has it as well. But anyway, what anime have you been watching, Brad? Uh, I've been watching Hajime no Ippo, which is pretty freaking old. It's an older it's an older anime. I'm not exactly sure what year it was released, but it kind of has like the same anime style as like Yu Yu Hakusho. Ooh. Like kind of like that like late 90s early yeah. 2000s feel to it. Um, but uh, it's basically like it's about a boxer or like this kid who is a total dweeb and is like a oh. nerd, he gets picked on a lot. In the first episode, he's getting the shit kicked out of him by a bunch of bullies. Aww. And then this dude kind of like comes out of nowhere. Scares off the bullies and then decides to, you know, kind of like take him to the gym that he trains at to be a boxer. And then, like, the kid is so ex- inspired, oh. almost said expired, but inspired to be. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> <laughs> he's so inspired to be a boxer that he's just like, I'm going to commit to this. And then, like, oh. it's just like everything is so inspirational, but like the anime does such a good job of um, really showing you how high of stakes every single. Um, character has about like every single fight that they have oh. and it does a really good job like even the main character's opponents it gives you like this long backstory for each one of them and, like it'll take an episode for like their backstory before their big fight and cool. it almost like there's a few times where I was just like I don't even care if the main character loses because like this other guy has so much on the line if he loses this fight <laughs> Oh. And, then, like, it, you just have, like, this emo- emotional connection to both sides, and you're like, I'm not even sure who to root for anymore. That's a really cool take on an anime, because normally it's just main character that's all that matters. You just want right. the main character to succeed. And even though you only see, like, some of these side characters for only, like, two episodes, mm-hmm. maybe, but, like, they do such a good job at explaining their backstory and, like, what's on the line for them that... It, I don't know, it's just, it's so emotional and intense, and I found myself, like, tearing up so many times. So I would bawl my fucking eyes out. Probably, probably. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I cry at, like, the most... I, I cry at, like, Ellen DeGeneres videos of her giving away <laughs> things to people that deserve it. Don't ever watch reruns of Oprah when, oh, no. when she gives away stuff. I've never watched Oprah, and I, I don't want to because I know <laughs> I will cry. My mom and I used to watch Oprah every single oh. day when I would get home from school. First, it would be, it would be Dr. Phil, and I would catch, like, the last oh. half of Dr. Phil because 
I think he went from like three to four, and I got out of school at three thirty. <laughs> and then Oprah would be from four to five, and that's just that's just what my mom and I bonded over was oh. <laughs> motherfucking Oprah. <laughs> Oprah's a badass. <laughs> she, she she a bad bitch. She has her own she has her own network now. That's not just everyone has their own network. Nope. Uh, okay, so do you want to tell us about some upcoming like K-pop that you've been looking into or you're excited about? Uh, some stuff that has recently been released that I cannot stop listening to is um, the new EXID. Um, but I noticed that in this latest release, they only have four out of their five members. Oh. And I noticed the member that's missing is like their main vocalist like they're like so the person like, that does a lot of like the leads like oh, the huge choruses no. and so I was like oh shit is it really the, weird like can you tell there's a no. person missing no the person that was like doing um so basically like in a lot of groups there's like two lead vocalists where like you yeah. know one will do like the basic chorus and then the mm-hmm. second half of the chorus you're like whoa they're really <laughs> taking it to a new Ugh. level like bump it up a step, yeah. get you hyped, yeah. Um, That's why I love K-pop. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> so the, the the chick that was um, doing like the first half of the chorus that sounded pretty basic. Uh-huh. She's really stepped up her game, and she does a really good drive, a good job, like you know, picking up the slack of the other um, the other singer. With like, but uh, I was wondering, like, oh, do they kick her out? What, what happened? Yeah. So I was like digging through some of the YouTube comments on their on the on the single they put out for their music video, and I guess she's like going through some sort of surgery or something. But they were due to put out, you know, some new material. Yeah. And it's kind of like in that world, it's extremely competitive, and it's kind of like if you don't put out something every six months. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't Japan like a completely like whole another level? With yeah. Pop music. Yeah, yeah, like Japan, age like Korea, like pretty much yeah, any of those like. Ugh. K-pop, they're so competitive that, like, if you don't put something out, you kind of become irrelevant, and then you basically just kind of have to build yourself back up from scratch. That's really cool that, like, the different, like, compared to America, like, they're, people don't really think about, like, the different music industries and, like, how they're different. Elvis Duran has a morning show, um, on, like, you know, the, all the yeah. KISS FM stations. Uh-huh. Uh, he does a really good job, like, where every week he will have, like, a, like, you know, he'll play the top hit of five different countries every really? week. It's really cool. Yeah, because he... I so, used to listen to Elvis Duran in the morning like, yeah. when I used to get up, like, super early for high school, and mm-hmm. he wouldn't do that, but I, I think around my high... Like, senior year, he played Gondam style. I was like, wow, they're playing Korean music now. Like, this is really weird, and, like, I actually had heard that song because my favorite Twitch streamer used it for his intro, but, like... Now that he's doing it, like, as a weekly thing and including more than just, like, Korean music. Yeah. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, he, uh, they, they go through, like, every culture. So um, they'll be like... Or sometimes they'll even go through just different genres of music. Yeah. Um, but I've definitely heard them being like, this is the top hit in France this week, and then this is the Whoa. top hit in Germany this week, and this is the top hit in Thailand this week. And, like, That's you awesome. hear, like, what all these different cultures like yeah. in... I mean, it's, I'm not, I'm not, it's, it's so, yeah. it's so different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here we are listening to K-pop, which yeah. is also obviously so different from American music, so. It's definitely gotten a lot westernized in the last few years, oh though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll try to listen to, oh, what was it? Uh, there was another, a, a, a boy K-pop band that came back after like a really long break, and I tried to listen to their music like from 
the early 2000s, I'm like, this sounds nothing like K-pop today. Right. At all. I I can't listen. It's like rap. Yeah, anything that is, like, from before 2014. Yeah. Um, I get I get a little nervous about because it kind of sounds like really cheesy nineties yeah pop hip hop yeah. kind of like it almost sounds like D Light. You They're probably don't know who the fuck D Light is, I but don't. I'm so <laughs> they young. came out the year I was born. So <laughs> damn, <laughs> that's like yeah, that's that's pushing way back in the nineties, but um, but yeah, like I don't know, it just it feels so dated. Where like it's it seems it seems like as soon as like 2014, 2015 hit. There was just like this new wave of like modernization that were like, all right, we need we need to step it up because we don't have a big enough market for just yeah. here. We need to try to capitalize on well, yeah, everywhere else. And I think going back to Psy there, I think you opened up a new. I think uh, Gangnam Style was like the one of the first things like, aside from like Otaku and Weebs who always like K-pop, right? But, like. That that was the song, first mainstream. Yeah, well, because it was hit. it was playing on like every radio station. Yeah, and, like soon everyone in my high school was playing that song, and I'm like, you guys, this is K-pop. Like you're listening to a song from another country that's like super popular. This is really cool. Yeah, and he kind of just like opened the door for that, and I think that's really cool. I feel so bad for Sai <laughs> that he is trying so hard to hit <laughs> that same mark in every single thing. And here's the thing. I fucking love everything he's put out ever since then. I do too. (laughs) I thought Gentleman was awesome. I thought Daddy was the shit. Those were so good. I still blast that in my car. (laughs) (laughs) Daddy was so good. I even actually, last year for Father's Day, (laughs) I'm ashamed to say, I didn't get my dad anything. All I did was just send him a YouTube link to size Daddy. (laughs) Did he appreciate it? (laughs) He did. That was the first thing that he had ever, like, like, (laughs) <laughs> like we him and I hung out and he was just like so what have you been up to lately I'm just like been listening to a lot of weird shit lately and that's pretty much all, that's all that's new with me is and my music taste is getting a little different <laughs> he's like oh like what I'm like oh, I'll show you later <laughs> so then Father's Day rolls around I send him that he's like so oh. <laughs> so is is this what you've been listening to like stuff like this yeah yeah <laughs> make sure you check out EXID and yeah, go listen to them because. And they need it because I've heard that yeah. this latest single that they have isn't doing so hot oh, in no. Korea, go which I them. do not understand because like the production value is insane. It's like one of the most cleanest recorded, great production things I've heard in a long time. I highly recommend it. I so I heard that you recently went to a convention. I did. I went to Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, and it was, it was off the chain. Off the chain. I was off the chain. Selena Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I only went for Saturday for about five hours because uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you this crazy story. So we basically were planning on leaving at like 9 or 10 in the morning. We basically ended up leaving Des Moines at t- uh, noon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to miss my Ruby panel. Uh, I love Ruby. Uh, and I love Jessica Negri, so all you haters can suck it because I'm a Jessica There's Negri. There's a Ruby member. panel there? Yeah. Yeah, it was literally uh, Jessica Negri, the girl who voiced Blake, uh, Winter Schnee, and then uh, Weiss Schnee. Mm-hmm. And they all were just in a panel and talking about stuff. And I really hope that they come up with a recording because I would have loved to see that. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, uh, Des Moines to Kansas City is about three to four hours, depending on how often you stop. And we had nine people with us. So we got there. 
And I was cosplaying uh, my Casual May, which um, is on my cosplay page, uh, and I'll probably boost that in almost every episode, but um, Kawaii <laughs> Navi Cosplay on Facebook. Uh, check it out. Um, I, I post fun things. I'm a funny person, I guess. When, when you Hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but overall, you know, the, the, I went to this con for the first time last year and it was absolutely phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. Um, they get big name guests there. Like this year it was John Barrowman, uh, Catherine Tate, Billy Piper, Jessica Negri. Um, last year I got to watch Stan Lee in person talk about, you know, everything that he's done, which was amazing. He totally forgets everything. He, he can't remember like what's his favorite Spider-Man story arc? Well, isn't he like 146? <laughs> About, you know, it, it seems he's that old. But no, he's he just is a really, really funny guy, though. Like, I was cracking up at his panel, and I was like, I'm like in the presence of a god. Like, this is fucking Stan Lee. But this... <laughs> <laughs> but that was last year, and uh, we actually had gone to go see Kevin Smith, and I was like, yeah, I'll give this con a try, whatever. I wasn't huge, super keen on comic conventions just because, you know, they have that bad rep of, like, they're huge, the lines are super long, you can't really do anything. Right. Uh, but this place, yeah, the lines are long, but they try to keep them going pretty quickly, and the artist alley is just ginormous. So there's just hundreds of these artists and their beautiful artwork selling their goods, and it's such a good time. And, you know, uh, I didn't think I could find another convention that I would like as much as Anime Iowa. But this one's pretty close. Uh, I always come back with a really cool shit. Uh, I actually got the chance to get a picture signed by the one of the lead storyboard artists that actually created Harley Quinn on the Batman animated series. Uh, kind of a dick. Oh. Not gonna lie, he was kind of a <clears throat> prick. Uh, if you're listening to this, yeah, you kind of were, bro. That sucks. <laughs> well, no, we, we like Angel and I walked up to his booth and it, it, he wouldn't even acknowledge us. We had to talk to his wife. We're like, hey, how much is a picture to get signed? She's like, oh, it's 10 bucks. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, $10. That's nothing. So I like grab the picture and I walk over to him and he starts talking to this other guy, just random dude that walked up, not even a fan, just like other artist or whatever. And completely ignores me the whole time. Fuck you, I guess. Yeah, and the wife, like, takes the picture, you know, puts it down in front of him, and he's just kind of, like, looking off to the guy while signing my thing. Doesn't even look down, just signs it. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool, but whatever. And we're standing there for ten minutes, and the wife, I she, like, totally spaced out or something. She kind of gets this irritated look at me, and she's like, have you paid yet? can you leave kind of thing? And I'm like, Jesus. no, I, I still need to pay. And I still need to get my like signed autograph. Like, come on. Like, yeah. I don't want to be here. I want to go. Like, you're the first table I've been at all day. <laughs> <laughs> I got <laughs> other shit to see. I'm like, I, I just need to go. And she just kind of like brightens up. It's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she like taps her head and she's like, honey, they need to go. Like you need to sign this. And like, he's taken, 15 goddamn minutes to put the picture into, like, a plastic seal. And I'm like, dude, it doesn't take that long. Beat. And then the other dude walks away. He looks back. He's like, oh, ha, ha, you know how it is. I'm like, no, no, I don't. I'm paying you money for you to sign something. And you're not even, you, you these are the first words you've said to me in the past 15 minutes. <laughs> okay, guy, that's cool. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, but I, 
I actually, uh, on another topic of Harley Quinn, Angel and I got to meet the lead artists on the new 52 comic of Harley Quinn, and they were fucking hilarious. And okay, that's so, good. They were so fucking nice and welcoming, and they did not... Well, not everyone was a dick. Yeah, well, they didn't charge for autographs. First five autographs were free. Honestly, when you, when you said that he was charging $10 for autographs, I thought that was a little weird. Oh, no, like, Jessica Negri charges, like, $30, $40. I mean, like, I'm a little famous, but I would never charge for an autograph. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it, it, it is weird, and I was actually really surprised, because I was, like, first five autographs, I'm like, oh, does that mean anything? And she's like, oh, yeah, anything. You can get anything signed. I'm like, that's really nice, though, because, like, here are these two, like, famous artists, because, like, the new Har- 52 Harley Quinn came out, like, last year, like, Suicide Squad. Does that include shoes? Yeah. No, like, the dude, like, said, hey, do you want me to sign your stomach to Angel? Like, jokingly, but, like, he was, he would have totally signed her tummy. Creep. <laughs> I kind of got the creep vibe, but then he was just really nice because, uh... Well, I some was, people don't sign shoes. No. The shoes weird. are disgusting. Yeah. I mean, if they were, like, really dirty, I, I would have that line. That'd be weird. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, Angel was the one, because, you know, Angel and I cosplay Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, and she's Harley Quinn, and she absolutely loves that character, and, I mean, I do, too. The way that they've uh, written her recently, her progression has been amazing. But I was just standing in line, keeping her company, and the guy's like, hey, you want a Pringle? Holds out his Pringle can. I'm just eating Pringles with, you know, the, the artist for Harley Quinn. You know, no big deal. No shit. And he's like, yeah, they taste like shit, but you just can't eat. Stop eating them. And, like, they did. They were, like, the Flavor Blast cheddar, and they tasted the complete shit. But, like, I wanted to keep eating them. I don't know why. Uh, so that guy was cool. Uh, Real quick. I, yes. Awesome-ass flavor of Pringles. Butter caramel. No. Yes. That sounds really gross. Oh, it was so good. Uh, we'll have to try it next A time. friend of mine came back from Korea and oh. brought me just a whole bunch of snacks. Because she was, I mean, she was just like, hey, uh, do, you, do you want any, do you want me to bring you anything? <laughs> That's exactly Everything. what she sounds like. Everything. That's spot on impression. <laughs> and I was just like, all I want is just snacks that I can't get here. She's like, really? That, That's all do you, you want? Do you don't want any, like... <laughs> Nothing touristy or anything. And I'm like, no, just motherfucking snacks that I can't get in the States. <laughs> and she came back with butter camel Pringles. Um, as well as like a whole bunch of other stuff. We should have Jordan send us some in a care package. Seriously, yeah. We'll do tradesies. We'll send him like stuff. And I want some of those green Kit Kats. So do I. Even though I've seen Wait, the them. the matcha ones or the green tea ones? Green tea ones. I have. I've tried them. I was just saying, I mean, like, I know you can just buy them at your local Asian market. Because no. I've seen them at some markets before, but <clears throat> I want the real thing. <laughs> uh, you should uh, subscribe to Japan Crate. I don't know if you've heard about them. I've not. They're only they. Okay, so are they, they sponsoring us? No, I then wish. Fuck them. <laughs> no, uh, I actually did a review about them. They're they're okay. They're a little pricey, but um, they actually just moved to Tokyo. And they send you legit snacks that you can only get in Japan. Tight. Yeah. Like, I, so I had the green tea Kit Kats. They're not bad. Mm. They're actually I bet they're good. really good. Yeah, they're actually pretty good. I mm-hmm. want the sake ones that they made, but I don't know how to get those, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, back to back to the convention. <laughs> Off of Pringles. Off so, Pringles you're eating Pringles with the dude that draws Harley Quinn. Yeah, and we're just talking, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I cosplay at Poison Ivy. He's like, oh, that's pretty dope. And then it got to, I actually, 
I was too embarrassed because we were walking. Uh, I was walking with Scott, and our, our whole group kind of just branched off, which is fine. This convention hall is just fucking huge, and we only had four hours to do everything. And it, it's, like, impossible. Yeah. And... <clears throat> I originally was going to wait in line for Jessica Negri, but her line was just, you know, extremely, ridiculously long. And, you know, that's, bet, un- yeah. that's understandable. Like, she's fucking amazing. She's actually one of my, like, idols. Not idols, but, like, I look up to her. Uh, but the really cool thing is when I was passing her booth and I would kind of stop to, like, stare at her and be like, wow, she's really tiny, by the way. Like, she's so short mm-hmm. and petite, and it is adorable. Her boyfriend walks up to me. And taps my shoulder. He's like, I really like your May cosplay. And I'm like, oh, thanks. No shit. Thinking this is some random guy. He walks away. I'm like, Scott, that was Jessica Negri's boyfriend. That was Ryan. And he goes, no. no. And I literally am like, Ryan, come back. Ryan, come back. Love me. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Like, I shit you not. I am obsessed with Jessica Negri. And, you know, fake nerd boy is his screen name. But... They just seem like really amazing and down to earth people and really nice. And uh, I guess my embarrassing moment of a con, because there's always one, is we were walking and I saw the Silk comic artist and I started smacking Scott. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And he saw me and he kind of laughed and I'm like, oh, well now I'm embarrassed. Now you just got caught fangirling like, super hard. Fuck. Because <laughs> I fucking love Silk, Spider Woman, and Spider Gwen. Absolutely, those three are my favorite. And when they did a crossover comic like series, I freaked the fuck out. Um, I'm sure the artist was very flattered. Oh, yeah. But I was like, I want to go up and like ask for an autograph, but now I'm too embarrassed. Okay, let's walk away quickly. Oh, I'm sure he would have been happy to give you an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, though. But like the fact that I got to see him... You know, the guy who draws Cindy Moon. Oh, so cool. And, like, I'm not super big on, like, waiting in line. I mean, last year I waited two hours in line to see Vic McNagna because I fucking love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got him to sign my Orin High School Host Club disc because that is, like, my prized possession. And, uh, but, yeah. I, overall, this con is amazing. Uh, I, I've never gone the full three days, just the one. I think the one is just all you need. Maybe Saturday, I'd suggest. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it is huge, but obviously it is a comic convention, you know. They don't really change every day. I mean, not a lot of conventions do, but they do have separate panels, separate guests. Right. Uh, but for the most part, I was able to do everything in one day, so. Okay. But yeah, I'd give it like 8 out of 10. Definitely. Were there any looks that people dressed up as that you were particularly excited about or very impressed by? Oh, my God. So there was this one lady dressed up as the Queen of Hearts and had the card guards from, like, the newer Alice in Wonderland movies. It literally looked like I was staring at Helen Boehm Carter and the legit card guards, like, the full armor it was tight. At first I was picturing a deck of cards. No, but like, <laughs> you've seen the new movies, how they're like armor red and like mm-hmm. dead on. I literally got scared for a moment. I'm like, the Queen of Hearts is coming after me. I'm going to fucking die. That's like, awesome. It was impressive. Um, let's see what else. There was a really, I got a really funny video with a Sombra uh, as May and I 
I walked up to her booth. I'm like, will you take a video with me? And she did. And so she booped my nose and ran away really fast in the video. And it was really fun. Aww. And just everyone was really kind and friendly. And this was actually the first convention where I had like multiple bo- people come up and ask for my picture. And I, you know, it, it makes you feel good as a cosplayer because you put in all this effort in mm-hmm. your costume. And if people are like, wow, it's so good. Can I take a picture with you? It's like kind of like self-rewarding. And it's like, I don't need that validation. But it's really nice to be like, oh, people think I look cool. People think like are appreciative of it. So I used to think that the only day that you could get away with doing that was Halloween. <laughs> um, talking about like going up to strangers and being like, I love how you look. May I take a picture with yeah. you? Because yeah, any other day, it's like... It's weird. No. Uh, stranger. You fucking weirdo. Stranger <laughs> danger. Uh, but yeah, to- yeah, conventions, no. people that are in cosplay. Yeah. Yeah, totally... And I, I well, I'm not going to say, like, all of them, you can just go up and be like, can I take a picture with you? No. Please. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and definitely, you know, instead of, cosplayers definitely want you to ask for, for, for permission, because I, I actually follow this one cosplayer on Twitter, and I can't remember her name, but there was a guy who used a video of her, and, like, kind of followed her and like in this big mashup like music video type thing that people make for cosplays and he didn't ask for her permission oh uh, yeah that would and me she off. was really upset and yeah. she's like i want you to take it down and he's like no uh you came out in public i'm allowed to do this she's like no you're not so and then all the cosplay community you know uh stood up for her but yeah you know and don't be afraid to ask the cosplayer because i i Scott mentioned that there were a lot of people that, like, looked and, like, kind of tried to approach me, but then didn't. Huh. I'm like, no, please, come up. I will totally take a picture with you. Like, that's so fucking cool. I love meeting new people and talking about nerdy shit. I talked to a Soldier 76 guy for, like, f- 10 minutes about, like, oh, I, I did this out of resin, or I did this out of war blood. And, like, that's so cool. Yeah. It's like... And then I had a whole family that cosplayed, like, Wonder Woman, Batman, Joker, like, little kids. It was so cool. And the mom... Oh, that's cute. The mom wanted my picture, and then uh, I was telling her, because my backpack broke throughout, like, it was completely busted by the end of the day, so I'm going to have to fix that, but... What cheap-ass backpack are you using that can't last a day? (laughs) Well, I made it out of a vacuum, like, canister, and I hot glued the straps onto it, but the hot glue doesn't stay. Uh, so I'm going to have to probably like... Rubber c- cement. cement glue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking to the, the mom and she's like, oh, you should just do this. And like the dad's like, oh, she could use this too. And like, it's just such a good community because people are always so like open to helping other people. I mean, there are yeah. always going to be the snobby people that are like, um, no, I'm not going to tell you how I did mine. It's like, okay, fine. I'll go and look off of YouTube and uh, off that tutorial you probably used too. Right. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, for the most part, everyone is just so nice and welcoming. I never have had any problem at Planet Comic Con like with any creepy people. And So you did this in Kansas City? <laughs> yes. It's at Bartle Hall, um... It's normally at the end of April or around April sometime. Uh, this this year it just happened to be on my birthday. So I had a weird thing happen to me last time I was in Kansas City. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so me and a friend were in Kansas City, and we were just basically just trying to kill time before. Like, we kind of had, like, a set schedule of, like, we're going to do this and then this and then this. But there was, like, a few hours where we just had some time to kill. And so we went, we were just trying to do some, like, touristy stuff. We looked up some things to do. 
And so we went to Union Station because, mm-hmm. you know, when you just Google tourist attractions in Kansas City, this Union Station place is what pops up all the time. Oh, it's huge. Uh, well, we went there and pretty much everything was closed, which... What? I feel like I've also tried to go there a second time, like, years ago, and I had the same experience where, like, I kind of, like, walked in, oh. I was like, there's nothing going on here, and then I just left. Maybe it's just, like, when they have big attractions. I think that's what it is. But, yeah, for the most Aww. part, everything was closed off except for the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> so, was there I was some like, pretty cool shit in there? Well, I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> I just, I really needed to kill some time. So, I walk into the gift shop, and, you know, me and my friend are just kind of, like, looking at you know, t-shirts that say I heart Casey, just, you know, your typical touristy bullshit, looking at the shot glasses or whatever. And then I feel something on the, like the middle of my back, kind of hard. Oh no. And then someone like leans in and they're like, give me your fucking money. And I was like, Oh my god. But they said it just like that, like a like a cartoon. Oh, okay. Like like So did you think they were joking? Yeah, like of course. I'm just like, all right, well someone's fucking with me. I hope this is someone I know in this town that I don't know anyone in. Oh, God. I turn around, and it's this dude that I don't know. He's like, hey, how's it going? I work here. I'm super fucking bored. No one's coming for hours. You're the first customers all day. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Not the way I would have gone about introducing myself to someone by pretending to mug them. Um... (laughs) So he was just, you know, he's just a dude, just bored on a shift, just wanted to talk. And so, you know, he's so like... he's going to pretend to mug you. Yeah. So he's just like asking, like, so are you guys from here? I'm guessing since you're in this gift shop, you're probably from out of town. We told him we're from Des Moines, Iowa. And he's just like, oh, that's cool. You you had any barbecue while you're here? And then, you know, we like listed the two places that we had tried so far in the six hours we had been there. Mm-hmm. He's just like, you haven't tried this place yet? 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 You, you haven't tried have this place yet? Stomach spread. I'm just like, I've been here for literally six hours so far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much food you expect me to consume, but been, I can't do that much. I've been to Kansas City at least five times yeah. since the first time I've ever gone there, which was last year. And I still haven't been... To like half the places I want to go. There's so many. What is up with this guy thinking you can go? So then to he like not only places. not only did he tell me about <laughs> the names of all these places, he gave me detailed reviews <laughs> on each place. I bet he's a Yelp reviewer. He's just like you know you go into Gates Barbecue. If you go in there on a weekday, you're gonna get great service. If you go in there on the weekend, it gets pretty busy. <laughs> but they're the kind of place they just slap some some stuff on some white bread and they just give it to you on a lunch <laughs> tray. And, you know, and then, like, if you go to Jack Stack, they're going to give you the full service. And the burnt ends, they got really good burnt ends. But, you know, they get they get really busy, you know, pretty much any time that isn't, like, you know, from oh 2 God. p.m. to 3 p.m. So, like, oh, <laughs> dude, this is extremely <laughs> overwhelming. Like, please, no. <laughs> let's, just, just, let's just please talk about anything else. She's like, you like The Walking Dead? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, I like The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I am currently, I just started watching, you know, season six, and, because that's what's on Netflix right yeah. now. I'm only, like, three episodes into it, so please don't spoil it for me. <laughs> and he's just like, you met this person yet? Did you know this person died yet? I'm like, well, now I do. Oh, you fucking asshole. Fuck, and he's just like, dude. I haven't watched seasons five, six, or seven, but I read about them. <laughs> so I know that this person's going to die. What? And I'm like... Thanks, well, man. I didn't. I, that's why I didn't read about it. 
I wanted the surprise, and you just ruined it for me. <laughs> Gotta watch but it. here's the thing. He talked to me for 45 minutes about The Walking Dead. Why? I don't know. Anyone who can talk about The Walking Dead for 45 minutes, you need to reevaluate your life. Especially someone... You need to watch more anime. Especially someone that doesn't even watch it. They just yeah. read about it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch it. I just don't want to... Yeah. One, pay for cable. Two, try to illegally stream it. So I'm just going to wait for it. Yeah, I don't blame you. And uh, I'm just going to... If I see any post on any social media that's like, Oh my god, so this episode on The Walking Dead... I stop reading right then. Yeah. So anyway, this dude's talking to me about The Walking Dead for 45 minutes. Um, The friend that I'm with uh, bailed on me after five. Oh no. (laughs) Just went to the opposite side of the gift shop (laughs) to just kill some time. I would have done that. And uh, yeah, you're a terrible friend. (laughs) so, So I'm stuck with this guy and I was like... Really hoping that, like, the person would just, like, come back over to where we were so that I could use them as an excuse. Like, hey, didn't you have to do that thing that we got to go do? Can we please go no, do that? That thing? Right now? Because we're late. <laughs> <laughs> For this thing that doesn't exist, please get me out of this. But no, they, they wouldn't even come back. I even tried to, like, start making my way, like, slowly walking over there. And he was just following me about every, just every step of the way. walking away? She kept walking away! <laughs> she <laughs> would always avoid and be on the opposite side of the gift shop. Like, oh please, why don't you know what I'm doing? Eventually, you're, like, dragging yourself in the ground. And here's the thing, I'm, like, I'm the kind of person where, like, if I'm talking to someone, I don't want to have my phone out and look like I'm texting. Mm-hmm. You're so, doing that. so I, I, I didn't do that, but like the whole time I'm just like, well, maybe I should just like, you know, text her and be like, Hey, come over here so I can use you to get out of this. But, <laughs> but you didn't want to uh, be rude. I, I didn't want to be rude. You're so, so. nice, Brad. I'm, I'm too nice. <laughs> I'm too nice. So um, that was my latest Kansas city experience. <laughs> I hope yours is better next time you go there. Yeah. Uh, well, is this a good time for a break? Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, let's take a quick break. We're going to take a break. otaku talk and Yay. so we, we've covered some stuff talked about you know dragon maids that Kansas. sick ass anime the hentai anime really i kind of want to go back to that real quick if that's yeah. cool yeah no, cool. so 
Um, I only really talk about like the you know, like the video intro and yeah the yeah the intros mm-hmm. super wild super fucked up yeah um, but yeah like so kind of like from the outside perspective um, someone that was I, I guess I've only seen like the first like three four episodes of it mm-hmm. but yeah like so the first episode opens and she, I guess like she got blackout drunk and like went up to the <laughs> mountains yep. and met some dragon lady. Yep. And I was like, all right, I relate to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Have you ever like, been that drunk or you think you meet a dragon girl? <laughs> every, yeah. yeah like, it's Everyone like a Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then like this, this dragon person shows up, but then like, it's just, it seemed like from that point on, they just started like having all these shots. Oh yeah. That was that were just like, you know, like a like a <laughs> gust of wind would blow and you'd see her butt. Yeah. It's like someone drew that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then, like there's like a lot of like unnecessary boob shakes. So like, all right, I okay, I see where this is going. It uh, it gets better as it goes. And actually, on the very last episode, they touch more on how they actually met. Okay. I, get, I was actually really confused. I thought it had restarted. I'm like, oh shit, it's on episode one again. Like, we're seeing them meet. But it actually, like, goes in depth through the whole time. And, like, Kobayashi's like, I like you, dragon lady. You should drink with me. So then they both get plastered together. Tight. In that park. And I, I won't say more, but it, it's really kind of touching. Because Toru obviously opens up to Kobayashi, but Kobayashi's so plastered that she... She doesn't remember. Right. Uh, but stick it out until the end, I guess. Um, I will say it is extremely entertaining. Oh, yeah. And it is very, very cute. Oh, yeah. Once you get to... There's an episode where they go to a convention. I think the convention episode, so cute. Yeah. So just after that, it's like, oh, And, like, you know, once they all start building those relationships, like uh, Kana, the little one with the... Uh, she's, like, the white dragon. Mm-hmm. Um... Kobayashi kind of becomes a mother figure for her, and you find out, like, her backstory. Um, so, I mean, now, then Kobayashi, like, takes... There's, like, a whole episode of her, like, starting school, and she wants to go to school, and Kobayashi's buying her all this stuff, and Kana notices, like, Kobayashi's running out of money, but Kobayashi's like, no, no, no. I'm your mom now, basically. Aww. And it's really sweet. And, like, you know, it's still humorous, and they play it off like, haha, quirky, quiet, fun, but it's, like, it's serious, and it's, like... Oh, that's really nice. And like, it's good to know that the plot does thicken a little bit because that was my biggest thing. Was oh yeah. Like, is the plot just like you know these dragons keep showing up and then it's like <laughs> they're trying to figure out how to live in the normal world while this person is also trying to figure out how to make them adjust to the normal yeah. world and hide all of them from everyone I'm- and. Um, <laughs> So I was just like, I mean, I feel like there sh- there needs to be more like substance to yeah. this than this, but and I was really worried about that too. Yeah. Um, and but it's they- also kind of like, how many episodes of a thing do I need to watch <laughs> before I determine if it's good enough for me to keep investing right. my time into? Well, you don't have to worry about it. Not all of the dragons stay with her. Uh, only Toru and Kana okay, live good. with her. Um, the other ones stay with people around Kobayashi, but that's all I'll say about that. Okay, cool. Because each. Sig- like, circumstance is really, really cool and, like, unique. And they, like, show different relationships between other characters and, like, how they come together, kind of like a big family, like, from the human world and from the dragon world. Okay. Yeah, yeah like, I, I've seen, like, a few flashbacks <laughs> from the dragon world, and I'm just like, I want them to explain this a little more. Yeah, like, the really dark ones, like, yeah. when Taurus asleep and, like, she's dreaming. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're just... Insanely like dark. It looks like I'm watching a metal and blood and music stuff. video or something. Yeah, it's tight. 
It's it's cool. And um it like it just completely 180s the anime. Oh <laughs> it's yeah. Like, Whoa, where did this all come from? And it kind of uh you get a lot of Toru's backstory, like who she was as a dragon. Uh my favorite dragon dragon Elma is a water dragon and uh she comes in like maybe 7th episode. And you actually learn that there are different fra- like factions of the dragons, like almost from the peacekeeping, I think, and then Taurus from the chaos. So they don't get along, obviously, because mm. Toru lives for chaos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like it's like cool to learn like more backstory of the dragons, whether and it's not just one quirky anime where it's like we're dragon maids and we take care of our lady friend and I'm in love with her. But speaking of quirky animes that have absolutely no plot, there's another one that I watched a couple episodes of. (laughs) Which one? This is embarrassing. Oh, no. Kiss Sis. Oh, I need to watch that. I heard it's really cute. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it as bad as Cat Planet Cuties? Um, Here's the thing. When I was watching Cat Planet Cuties, I wanted the plot to be almost nothing and it seems like they <laughs> tried to make it way too deep uh, and it got too fucking weird yeah it was like really hard to follow and all i really cared about was like this the stupid basic plot of cat planet cuties yeah. where like there's this really shy boy and this overly sex symbol that's <laughs> shown up <laughs> and, and she keeps like doing these awkward things and like they keep having these like weird sexual run ins, but he's like too nervous and like yeah. awkward to like <laughs> do anything about him. And she doesn't really know what she's doing because she's like an alien, has like this naive naivety yeah. to her. But um, yeah, the plot of Kiss Sis is like all the sexual drama <laughs> with none of the extra bullshit. So oh, good. I was like, this is what I wanted everything to be. <laughs> And like even before I I look I I like decided to watch this. I mean like I I watched more like one I think I looked up like a top 10 list of like the 10 raunchiest animes or something. <laughs> and this wasn't even number 1. I think it was like number 4. Oh wow. But was Boko no Pico the first one? I don't know what it was. I Honestly, was. I didn't get to the end because I saw like the clip of this and I was like that's what I'm going to watch. That, that's it. That's yep, the that's one. That's it. That is the one. <laughs> and even the guy that made the list was just like this I will admit this anime is literally everything that's wrong with anime. <laughs> but if you want something that's literally just a super shallow thing for entertainment value, not bad. Okay. Uh, well, I might have to watch that. And but yeah, like you. the opening scene <laughs> is you know there's a dude in bed, uh-huh. and you know he's like all sprawled out in bed, <laughs> laying on his back, and then there's like a girl on each side of him. And you're like, oh, what's uh, what's going on here? And so then, like, one of the girls wakes up, and she's like, good morning, and then just, like, kisses him on the mouth, <laughs> tongue and everything. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, like, <laughs> very graphic. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and he's just like, I, I can't move my arms. My arms fell asleep because your head's cut off my circulation, so oh. I can't move my arms. And she's like, so you're defenseless? He's like, uh, uh. Yeah, and so she just fucking kisses him again. Uh, and then the other sister, or the other lady, we don't know that they're sisters yet, gets jealous and then kisses him the same way. Oh, my God. And then, like, just grabs his dick. Oh, my God. Because he can't move his arms. Is this, like, a legit hentai? That, I'm starting to think it is. <laughs> I'm, two, I'm, two, I'm, I'm three episodes in. 
kinds of like ridiculously like. I mean, it doesn't like raunchy talk. Or, show anything. Oh, but but he has that like reaction. I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh my. There's God. a lot of bloody noses in the in the show. <laughs> Am I gonna get a bloody nose watching this? Hopefully. Okay. Well, I'll have to check it out because it sounds pretty great. It sounds I don't know. Like, there was like there was like a scene where. Um, the two sisters were conspiring with each other to like have a three-way <laughs> with their brother, stepbrother. Stepbrother, okay. Doesn't really make it any better. <laughs> Wincest. Wins. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god. And so they like made this like thing out of pillows that's supposed to look like their stepbrother. <laughs> And they're both, like, on top of it, like, grinding on it. Oh, my God. And, like, you know, like, making out with each other and shit. And you're like, this is literally softcore hentai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you heard it from here, folks. Yep. <laughs> if you want some softcore hentai. Told you we're going to talk about anime boobs. I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, like, it wouldn't be an otaku podcast if we didn't. <laughs> I think I promised 90% of the content would be anime uh, boobs. 90, 93. 93. 93%. And so far, we're at about, what, 6? Six? 6%? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's only our first episode, so we got to keep the viewers wanting more. But switching topics real quick. Yes. I have fallen in love with a, with a new restaurant. Yes, tell me more. Um... So, yeah, if you're listening outside of Des Moines, Iowa, sorry. This is going to kind of pertain to local stuff, but... You're going to have to come visit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, there is a place in town called uh, Fa 515. Um, you know it's legit because it has a number in the name. And legit it, Vietnamese place. It just so happens to be the Des Moines number. That is also our area code. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... Went in there and I had uh, I had the pho, super flavorful. It was really good. I was most impressed with um, the bon mi's that they have. They have them on their appetizer menu. Somehow, they have them for like three or four bucks. That's so cheap. Yeah, and it's like a really sizable sandwich. Like even just like one of these could be like a full meal. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's only like three or four dollars, but. It's by far the best bond me I've ever had. Like, the bread was incredible. Like, you feel it, and you're like, this feels like it's going to be really hard, but it's literally just, like, it's just a, kind of like a crispy outside, but then, like, it's super soft on the inside. Those are the best. And, yeah, and all the ingredients are, like, super flavorful. They did a really good job seasoning everything. Uh. And they don't put so much cilantro in it that it just tastes like you're eating a bar of soap. So that is the one thing that will always kill a sandwich for me. Yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, I hate cilantro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I heard it's like a genetic thing where like 20% of people say it tastes like soap. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it does. But yeah, five, five, one, five, really good place. Um, I, I will admit when you, when I first walked in, I was not impressed with like the environment of it. Like mm-hmm. mainly just like the color of like everything's just like plain white walls, oh. normal, just basic drop tile ceiling. Kind of feels like you're in an office building with white fluorescent lights, oh, and they didn't really do anything with the decor of the place. Weird. Um, Are they fairly new? I don't think so. Huh. I don't know. At least it's not that new of a building. Yeah. But um, and like the service wasn't fantastic. Mm-hmm. But. The food was spectacular, and it definitely made up for the environment and everything. Okay. Um, 
Oh, another thing to add about the environment: no music, oh, no God. background music. That's so awkward. And so don't go by yourself. Don't go by yourself, but it, I don't know. I guess even for me, even if I'm with a group of people, yeah. like to eat in silence is a little oh, is a little weird for me. I I wouldn't be able to listen to people chewing. I can't do it. Right. I can't. It's literally like. <laughs> but I'm always terrified that like people are gonna hear me chew. Oh, same. Yeah. Like I'll be. I'll try to discreetly, like, eat a chip on stream, and I'll be like, I know people can hear me, but I'm so hungry. <laughs> That's like when you don't even use your teeth. You just try to crush it with your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made a crackle fuck. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, if you ever watch me stream, I probably will be eating. <laughs> I just, I have to eat while I'm gaming for some reason. I will say, eventually, <laughs> I would love to turn this podcast into, like, we're also eating like a live stream of eating yes but, <laughs> but no one wants to listen to people eat even though i know there's a, like an asmr market of where people just listen to other people eat Ugh. okay well i guess our last segment is a cosplay of the week that i found yeah what's um, uh what, what's your favorite look that you got going on right now uh so she didn't take any pictures of it so you can't really see it I mean, you probably could find pictures of people who took it with her, but Jessica Negri's Yang cosplay uh, completely blew me away. Uh, that was what she was wearing when I saw her at Planet Comic Con. Uh, but like the detailing, uh, the detailing of the, like I don't know, of the whole outfit was just amazing. Like she had the, the emblem on her side, and like the wig was really cool. And she said, she made a comment on Twitter about how oh my wig was so bad. I'm like. It was dead on. Like, it was perfect <laughs> Yang wig. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. I'm sure she has an extremely high, like... Oh, yeah. She holds herself to a, like, very accountable. Oh, yeah. I mean, so many people give her so much shit and talk so much shit and say she's a terrible person. You know, she totally doesn't come off that way to me. No, I, I just listened to um, two podcasts that she was on with, like, with the Rooster Teeth family. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, she was super charming and really fun yeah. and super funny the whole time. I mean, if she this is all like, oh, she, if this is all an, an act. Angel. She's she must be really fucking crazy because I mean, just I I, I watch her on YouTube and I she actually posted a video because there was a there was something going on last year where like people were saying that she like doesn't give the money she gives to charity to charity, so now she's had to like show her receipts to like mm. not get that back like flack. And, you know, she's a... I, I just want to remind you all, she's a real person, too. Like, she might be famous and, like, a cosplayer, but, like, she's a real pers- person, too, and goes home and, you know, she probably cries about your hurtful comments, too. And, like, I'm sure she's used to it by now, but, you know, just just keep that in mind when you're saying something hurtful about another person. She's just so perfect that people are trying to find something yeah. wrong to be mad about. There are always going to people be people who complain or who are going to say mean things, but if you'll ever hear this, Jessica Negri, I believe in you and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and we should be friends. No, but seriously, like, don't be an asshole to cosplayers. Like, we stick together. <laughs> we! We! Uh, so I, I've noticed, like, there, there's there been a look that you um, personally have been really excited about. Oh, oh, Black that people have been, Yeah, that My? people have been... Uh, Oh, like, God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, I did a new Black Canary. 
well, not new. Uh, I actually had done um, Black Canary last year for Wizard World Des Moines, and there were a lot of things wrong with her. Like, the wig I used was completely, you know, it, it was a bad wig. Like, I buy cheap wigs because I'm poor as fuck, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better at that. Um, but, like, this wig had, like, way too many different tones, and, you know, I did my own spin on her cosplay, but, like, my leotard just... Uh, I have a really long torso, so it just, like, uh, I, I, if I had bent over, if I didn't have my boob tape, like, stuck to my boob, I would have flashed everyone. Like, it was such a short leotard, but thankfully, I fixed it, and I was able to extend it, so now it actually fits my body, uh, and I don't have to, like, uh, have this super annoying tape on my boob, uh, and then... I switched tights, and instead of doing a bright blue, I got these, uh, like, just regular, like, skin-colored tights so that I could actually, like, look, you know, actual Black Canary. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, I don't know when I'm gonna wear her next. I'm, if, if I go to Wizard World Des Moines, I'll probably wear her there, but, uh, for Anime Iowa, my lineup... <laughs> it's, like, I, I don't want to say it's up in the air, but, like, I've changed it so much, I will definitely be wearing May again. I really want to do an Akira Kurusu from Persona 5, uh, just because that is my obsession right now. And then I'm going to do an Elma from Dragon's Maids, or Dragon Maids, uh, which I'm really excited about. But I don't know. Stay tuned. Black Canary might come back sooner than you think, I guess. Hell yeah. Ooh. All right. Um, have you heard anything about the new Persona game? I have not heard anything about the new Persona game other than people are very excited about it. It's fucking good. Yeah. Uh, I This is my first Persona game. Uh, don't hate me. Uh, but Angel, who is going to be on this show soon, hopefully, uh, she is a diehard Persona fan, and so is my friend Dimitri. Uh, shout out to you two for feeding into my obsession. <laughs> <laughs> but Angel brought it over to uh, our friend Dan's house once, and made us play the intro, and I immediately looked at Scott, I'm like, we need to get this game. Like, <laughs> this looks like a really good game. So he bought that for my birthday, and I've been Aww. playing it every day since. It's, it's just so good, and you know, honestly, I haven't felt this way about a game since I first started playing Overwatch last year. And like, up until Persona 5, I played Overwatch every day since right. its release, and I haven't played Overwatch in a week or two. Which is, like, weird for me, because I play Overwatch <laughs> so often. It's just been all Persona 5. All Persona 5. And I'm not even, like, halfway done with the game. Like, you say, you, you do, uh, you said it's a game that you can just kind of jump into. You don't necessarily need to play 1 through 4. Oh, no. And, I mean, if, you, if you're going to play 5, don't expect to be able to go backwards, because the graphics are completely different. Right. Like, this is apparently... Uh, according to Angel, like the graphics in this one and the artwork has just completely blown her away and that it is just on a whole entire new level. Um, I have Persona 4 Golden for my Vita, which I'll probably play when I'm uh, going on vacation this summer On if, if we go driving somewhere. But uh, I, like I said, this is my first Persona, Persona game. I understand it completely. They do a really good job of explaining, like, the type of character each person does, and they're, like, there's different, like, motifs that, like, each character, ro- like, gets, and they're, like, role, and I-, I think they're similar to, like, every Persona game, but, like, 
I don't know. I loved all the characters. The personas are really cool. It's like, I guess the easy, <laughs> the easiest way to explain it is it's basically um, when you're using different personas, it's like Pokemon. Mm. Like you collect all these different personas, and then depending on like what enemy you're against, you can like select a different persona to like use against that enemy that'll have like higher chances of hurting it more. Okay. Yeah. So it's really cool. Um, I have a huge boner for the main character. I think he's great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in love with him. And, yeah, hopefully Angel and I are going to cosplay. She's going to be Ryoji, and I'm going to do Akira. Um, You can change the main character's name, but his his name from the manga is Akira. Okay. Um, It's just really good. I don't know. I don't know how what else to say, but I've been playing it every day since. So, I mean, that should say something. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean... Especially if it got you off of Overwatch, because that game is oh the shit. Oh my god, I love Overwatch. <laughs> don't, even, <laughs> don't even get me started on Overwatch. That's, that's for a different And, like, day. an event... Well, and an event's going on right now, so you'd think I'd be wanting to play to get loot boxes. Nope, fuck it. Persona 5. Uh-huh. Love Persona 5. So I definitely suggest going and getting that, because uh, Atlas will not allow you to stream it at all. Really? Nope. They do not want anyone streaming it because the, everyone's been waiting for it so long and they don't want anything spoiled. They want you to go out, they want you to buy it, and they want you to experience it yourself. I'm actually very surprised that more video game companies don't do that because I know technically oh, I know. they can oh, yeah. say, you know, don't don't stream our stuff. Cause well, they won't even allow PlayStation <clears throat> to take those screenshots when you get the trophy. Really? Nope. You can't wow. do it. Like, it, it, as soon as you get a trophy, it'll say, oh, you got this trophy, and, you know, normally it takes the screenshot. Well, then a prompt will go, camera cannot be used during this time. Okay. So, like, PlayStation had to block it, because Atlas was like, we will pull it from PlayStation if you don't get rid of that. Damn. Because we do not want anything given away. Yeah, I just, I guess I can't believe that more video game companies aren't like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that they aren't because, yeah, there's a whole oh, yeah. community, like a whole like a platform of entertainment that's been spawned from, you oh, know, yeah. live streaming and, like, Let's Plays and stuff. I think, uh... But it definitely, like, kind of... Like, even the whole thing about, like, fair use, copyright law, yeah. I mean, like... Hmm, you you really, like, tiptoe on the line of... It's a gray area. Yeah. Definitely. But... I think it definitely falls in in favor of video game companies saying like you know if they wanted they could be like don't stream our stuff like please don't I think eventually they'll open it up to the public but you know it came out three weeks ago I'm being pessimistic and I could think I'm just thinking that eventually all companies are just gonna say no streaming yeah oh yeah I'm sure um I think that's about everything I wanted to cover did you have anything else that you wanted to no mention I- real quick. We definitely talked about more than I thought it was going to. Right. <laughs> so I feel like we're, we're going to have fun with this podcast. Awesome. Uh, thank you, everyone, who tuned into our first episode. Yes. Um, thank you for listening. We will be having these out weekly on Wednesdays. Um, probably not a specific time because I'm trash and I'll forget <laughs> to upload it. <laughs> Full disclosure. Um, if you have any questions for us or any topics you want us to talk about or you know, if you're in the Des Moines area and think Brad should go to a restaurant that you think is really good, definitely, you know, follow us on social media, message us. Uh, I'll be setting up all of those um, by the time this obviously get out, gets out. But <laughs> yeah, we are excited to be doing this and we're excited to be sharing our findings with you. Thank you so much. And this has been Otaku Talk.